Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. One of the greats in our industry, part of the uh, broadcast team with Eli Gold, uh, will be Chris Stewart. Chris handles... Lots of the Alabama programming, including the postgame and the Nick Saban TV show, plus basketball and baseball. Welcome to our show. Thanks for being with us. How are you doing? Man, I'm great. It's good to hear your voice. I appreciate you having me on. So uh, last night, yeah, thank you for uh, joining us. Uh, what kind of mood was Coach Saban in last night? <laughs> we taped his TV show this, this morning, uh, a little before lunchtime. He was great. I'll tell you that uh, you can appreciate, Joe, how important this is. We, um, we had a number of pre-recorded features that apparently were very lengthy. Uh, you know, they hand me the format for the show, and this is what you, we want you to lead him into. You know, so from the time he walked in, sat down, and I started the clock with uh, the actual intro to the show. So there was maybe two minutes of visiting before we started rolling, but there was eight and a half minutes before I said, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week here on the Nick Saban show. (laughs) So in terms of actual time, we sat there and spent eight and a half minutes, which in my business, your business is a glorious, glorious thing. And very, very grateful that it was very smooth. He was in a good mood, had a good topic to uh, talk about because they're pleased with where camp is so far. Talk to us about what they expect out of the University of Miami. Everybody knows what they expect out of, yeah. out, out of Alabama. What are they expecting out of Miami? You know, it, it, not giving you the, the coach speak or the, the team line. Or There's a lot of respect for Miami and, and the understanding. You know, it's not just a brand name in college football, but it is a, a team. You know, take the history out of it. This particular team is one that they know is very, very good. And when you have uh, a quarterback – such as the one the Canes will roll out against Alabama in the opener, you you better be ready. Uh, now, thankfully, Bama's probably the best they have been defensively, just in terms of personnel, in maybe four or five years. But this is uh, this is a team that will need to play well on both sides if they're going to have a chance to to uh, to do what they've done in all of these games prior under Nick Saban. He has not. He's not lost an opener, but in these neutral site uh, kind of marquee national games that that have been the trend going back to his second year at Alabama, um, they have they have not lost a single one of those. They've gotten off to great starts and being prepared, being ready to go against a good opponent such as the one they'll face in Atlanta is a major reason why. 
Well, I guess, uh, Chris, uh, some people are banking on, uh, I guess from the Miami perspective would be, Alabama has to do a little rebuilding on the offense. Take us through yeah. what you've seen from Bryce Young. And then, of course, lost the bevy of wide receivers. So who steps in? You're, well, I will tell you this, and, and you know how this works too, Joe. I'm, uh, I'm sitting here uh, in the golf cart watching. I have a retirement plan after more than 30 years in broadcasting. I finally have a retirement plan. It's my 10-year-old son who is four months into playing golf. And without him hearing me, I am trying to will him to his first round of nine holes sub 45 if he can finish strong on the last two. So that being said, I don't have my my depth chart in front of me, but I'll tell you this. They're losing great talent everywhere, but we all know it starts up front. And the reason that Mac Jones was who he was and those receivers who were so talented could, could take advantage of of Max skill and, and uh, Najee Harris in the backfield. The reason those guys had time to, to be who they were is because that line up front was, was as good as any. And they're going to be talented again. And there are some good pieces there, but they don't, they haven't done it yet. Not like the other group has. So that's obviously um, something very, very important. Um, the numbers are good. The depth is good. The talent level is good. Uh, and even some experienced players who got reps, got time, but they just haven't done it yet as a unit being the man. And there's, there's a difference in being, being the guy on this play or this drive and being the guy that the team is counting on. And that's what, they're, that's what they're building. They like what they're seeing. They like where they are. But, you know, where you are as is, is we sit here in – in late August as opposed to the first weekend in September is a totally different story. You know, the thing that I've I've enjoyed watching with Coach Saban is the fact that he has been able to remake his staff as, as much as <laughs> yeah. he's been able to, to remake the players. I mean, I mean you, you, I, you know, you, you look at this and you lose coach after coach after coach and, and he goes out into the market this year and he brings in – the, the offensive coordinator who was uh, worked for, with the Patriots and was a head coach at, at Penn State, and then he's a head coach in the National Football League, and his offensive line coach was a head coach a couple times in, in the National Football League and in college. and just it, it, that, That's the reload to me that I think has gone really yeah. under the radar. Some people talk about it, but it's just absolutely amazing. I can't, uh, I can't agree with you anymore. Because uh, and it's something I talked to him. I guess it was two years ago. We were we were on the road in the off season doing a, a caravan type deal and and uh, speaking to a group. And it just kind of dawned on me. I said this very topic that you brought up. And I said, Coach, it's not like this is brand new. I said I, I'd heard this story. You tell me if I'm wrong. But when you got the job at LSU, you left Michigan State to to go to Baton Rouge. The story was you sent the university plane back to East Lansing to bring your staff with you. Bobby Williams gets named the head coach at Michigan State, and that plane came back with how many people on it to Baton Rouge. And, he, and he, I'm almost positive that he said, one, the pilot. Uh, there may have been one other guy that actually came. The other stayed with Bobby Williams. 
And four years later, he was hoisting the Crystal Trophy as the national champion at LSU. And uh, just, you know, obviously did an unbelievable job there, which allowed him the opportunity to wind up in your town with, with Dolphins. And, and thank God he wanted to come back and coach college and did at Alabama. Uh, and history has forever been changed with his presence in Tuscaloosa over 14-plus uh, years. But that is that is the thing, the turnover. He makes no bones about it. He's not easy to work for. But they're but it's not as if these guys are surprised by that when they take the job. They also know career wise, it's a phenomenal opportunity. No matter what their level of experience is, if you get a chance to learn from Nick Saban, be on his staff, you're gonna be compensated well. You're gonna have an incredible opportunity uh, to learn from the best. And you're going to have great talent to work with. You're going to have a great school to work for, great historic program to coach for. There's a ton of upside. Is it hard? Yep, sure is. Most most great things, most important things are. So um, it is a it is a challenge, but one that uh, the guys that have taken it on have seen it pay off for them in their careers time after time after time. I'll tell you another aspect of it, too, guys, is the ones for whom it doesn't work out, He is he's not a guy that generally hurls people under the bus. There are a lot of guys that I have, I've observed that have wound up in what would be considered lateral moves uh, it still looks good for them professionally. It doesn't mean that they're not good coaches, but for whatever reason, it may not have been working out in Tuscaloosa. But he's phenomenal, whether it's a player or a coach, helping them to land somewhere else and not, unless they deserve it, having things crushed from a career standpoint. And Bobby Williams, I believe, has been with Coach Saban for quite a while after he, got, oh, yeah. after he left Michigan State. He did. Yeah, yeah, and if I'm not mistaken, Bobby is now in Oregon. But you're right, Bobby spent. Bobby had the longest tenure, and I saw a staff the other day. My friend uh, Brad Edwards uh, was with ESPN and research for years, and is uh, you know just left there. But he's just done a book, and, and one of the things he pointed out was the tenure. And so many one and done guys, just as we talked about from a coaching staff perspective, but also the. Uh, the number of, of guys who went on to have, uh, you know, success other places, but how Bobby was one of those. Bobby and Burton Burns, I think, had the two longest tenures of anybody on his uh, during his time in Tuscaloosa, if I'm not mistaken. But those are those are two good ones. Chris, let's go in a second. Last thing for you um, before we go, maybe uh, uh, discuss with us a little bit. Uh, you've been to Atlanta. Alabama's been there. What's it going to be like when Miami rolls in there? What's the atmosphere going to be like? What's Alabama bringing with them along with the million-dollar band? What's the, what's the Crimson Tide going to roll in there with? How many fans and, and what, what should we all expect? Please, please understand that I'm not being tacky when I say this. <laughs> I'm just trying to give a point of reference. It will not be like it was the last time the Tide and the Canes met uh, in a – in a dome stadium, as I recall, uh, although that one was in New Orleans. But this one in Atlanta, it'll be heavily Alabama, but it's not going to be so overwhelmingly uh, Alabama, I wouldn't think. I would think the Kane fans would show up and have a chance to 
you know, they are excited, should be excited about what the prospects are for your team this year. Uh, I think it, you know, it's a good town to go to. Not that, not that anybody should ever want to leave Miami. That's a, that's a pretty good spot for crying out loud, but it's a, uh, it's a good trip. It's a great way to start the year, but because of the proximity and, and the rabid fan base that you have, it'll be mostly Alabama. They'll be excited. They'll be ready to uh, get the season started off in a big way. And, they understand because Coach Saban's made it very clear over the years that everybody, in the, as he calls it, the organization has a role. And in this organization, known as Alabama football, the fans have a role as well, and that's to be there, to be loud any and every time Alabama's playing, regardless of what the weather conditions may be. Uh, the weather conditions are scheduled to be 70 with no rain inside Mercedes-Benz uh, stadium and i think it'll be a a great way to kick off the year and uh obviously i'm hopeful it'll be much more at crimson but uh it it will be nice to see the Kane fans there hopefully in good numbers as well i think we'll have a good representation all right thank you very much we appreciate it good luck on the uh, golf tour there i appreciate it uh he just he just parred the eighth hole so we're we're in good shape coach we got to finish strong all right good we'll see you in atlanta (laughs) thank you guys all right take care take care chris stewart joining us from the alabama broadcast team We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.